Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hogsworth here with you, who finds everything hilarious. That we do know for a fact. Hey, it's rivalry week, guys. Like, how cool is this in college football? I guess the quasi-last Saturday before uh, conference championships and all that good stuff. Uh, But let's talk about rivalry week with uh, someone who knows a ton about it, and that's none other than college football analyst Michael Felder. Check out his work on his Substack and on X at In the Bleachers. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Let's go ahead and jump right on into rivalry week. Ohio State and Michigan, the game. Wolverines, three-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 45-and-a-half. How do you see this game playing out? And I I know it's like a, a common question that we're asking week after week, but what is the significance of Jim Harbaugh not being on the sideline? Is there some way to handicap how much that should be worth? And if the market is reacting appropriately to it? I, I think the number, you said three and a half. I think that reacts, that's a reaction to him not being there. So like the guy that's supposed to make decisions isn't there. And then the other part is this Michigan team. I just, man, I, if I'll tell you what, if this game plays the under, if you truly believe mm-hmm. that Michigan's going to win, and the game plays the under, that's the way that Michigan wins. If this game plays the over, that is 100% a, an, an Ohio State win, like no doubt in my mind. Like I'm not even thinking about it. So if you think you're going with the over, go ahead and double that up with an Ohio State win straight up, like money line. Like that's what I would do. Because if you think that Ohio State is only going to score, what do you think? They're going to score 20 points, 24 points? No. If you think they're going to score 30 points, now all of a sudden we're we're living in over territory. So in my world, I'm that's what I'm looking at. Like this is a team, you know, I, I want to I want to make sure I get the numbers right because this is a, Ohio State with the exception of what the Notre Dame game, and I think there are two other games. Yeah, there there we go. I got it. The Notre Dame game, no, and Penn State. Notre Dame and Penn State are the only games where they scored 20 or less. So, what's going to happen? You can't get to the under without Ohio State scoring less than that unless you think that they're going to score. Like, I think Ohio State's going to score 30 points in this game. They're focused up. Let's go. Wow. See, I I was looking on the other side of the ball. I wanted to ask you about the defense. Defense has been on a tear. Like, all all year, teams haven't gotten, gotten after them. Like, but we we know here's the toughest Mm -hmm. game of the season. How much do you believe in this Buckeyes defense? A lot. I think they finally bought into Jim Knowles. And I know I said that, like, I thought that midway through last season. And then we saw them start to kind of shrink back and not really believe in it. But now I think they really believe in this idea. And I was talking to um, two things. I talked to Joshua Perry, uh, who played football at Ohio State. I talked to Ryan Shazier, who played at Ohio State. And they both recognized like a difference in um, this year versus last year. And so I think what we're going to see is a team that's going to be incredibly aggressive and they're going to continue to push it. And the other thing for me, though, is if you're Michigan, like what teams are you going to run for 227 yards against that are actual playoff caliber teams? Like, I'm sure it's great. You can do it. Well, they did it against what Purdue, right? Like who else is going to let you do that against you? So it's one of those things that's going to be very, 
Michigan's play selection is going to be very interesting to me because some folks are saying that they're they're holding they're keeping it all bottled up. They're holding it back. They're holding it back. They're playing it close to the vest. But if you don't practice it in game time situations, can you really do it? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. I want to ask you about the Civil War because Bo Nix and the Ducks are trying to get into the college football playoff with a loss. They're going to need to win by margin. They need those style points. I want to hear Dan Lanning's speeches this week because he's going to get his team fired up. They are at home. Weather shouldn't be a factor either. Would you lay the points with Oregon? Oh, my goodness. This is... This is... I honestly, like, we all talk about Ohio State and Michigan, and folks are mm-hmm. going to talk about the Iron Bowl, and people are going to talk about, you know, like, that. Like in Florida, I think Florida, Florida State is the most interesting game this week. Not the best game, the most interesting game. But when you get to this one, Oregon State, they're coming off a tough loss against Washington. Um, you look at this, and I... I, you know what? Yeah, I'd lay the points. I think Dan Landing's coming in, and he's gonna he's gonna shoot everything he's got in the gun. Like he's gonna rock and roll. Like this is a guy that the thing I love about Landing is he's got a little bit of Nick Saban and a lot of bit of Kirby Smart. And what I mean by that is Nick Saban plays it tight, wants to make sure that his defense wins. That's fine. Kirby Smart's like, no man, I'm about to blow you out the building. And I think that's what's gonna happen. I think that's what we're gonna see. Like I, I think he's not playing around. And you get that game. It's in, it's in Eugene, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's in Eugene. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fans are going to be and excited. And they want Bo Nix to win the Heisman, too. I think they're going to lay it yeah. on him. Yeah, I think they're going to lay it on him, too. So I'll count me, put me in that camp. I think they're going to lay it on him. I think this team is just, yeah. I think they're ready to rock and roll. Like, they they want to make, they want to get to the playoff. Landing, I think Landing, I, you know what? I think he wants to play Georgia, if I'm being honest. Like, to extrapolate a little bit further. I think he wants to play Georgia. Got to respect a head coach with gusto like that. You got to, yeah. right? You, oh, you can't yeah. just, you, you want that. You want someone who believes they can beat anybody. That's for sure. Well, you said it earlier. You say that Florida, Florida State uh, is perhaps the most intriguing game. Maybe not the best game, but but the most intriguing. Why is that? Uh, with Jordan Travis uh, not being around for the Knowles anymore, how does that impact, say, their chances to make the playoffs and in a game like this? Because, is it possible the committee will say, and we'll get our rankings uh, later tonight, that, okay, they don't have their starting quarterback, we need to discount this? Or do they look at resume and stress that a good bit more? So what do we do with this game, and what do we do with the Knowles going forward? No clue. That's the, I know that's a bad answer for, like, for TV, for radio, but like, I don't know what they're going to do. Because you think about it, and two, the two scenarios that came up uh, when I was talking, when I, I tweeted out, it was like, this is a game where Florida, Florida State, no Graham Mertz, no Jordan Travis. Because we we always, Jordan Travis is the lead dog because he was in the Heisman race, but Graham Mertz is also a starting quarterback for Florida. And guess what? This guy is not, he's not going to play either. So you have two backup quarterbacks going into a rivalry game. What does this look like? Max Brown uh, against, what is it, Rodemeyer? Um, Rodemeyer, like that, this is going to yeah. be a huge, like this is going to be, and for, 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 Florida, they got to get bowl eligible. Like they're still trying to get to six wins. <laughs> so this is going to be an interesting one. But the thing for me is 
Without Jordan Travis, what does the committee do? And to answer your question, I have no clue because you think about with JT Barrett, right? No JT Barrett. Uh, JT Barrett goes down, and then they still Ohio State still gets to the playoff. You think about Kenyon Martin, and this is I mean it's a different sport, but Kenyon Martin uh, from mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Definitely when he Cincinnati, went down, yeah. he went down. They still got a one seed. So do you play off what they've been or play off what they are? And that's going to be the difference. And by the way, mm-hmm. they still got to play Louisville, and Louisville's defense is they they bring smoke to you. So this is going to be really interesting to see. I think Florida State wins this weekend, which is that's a money line play to me. Is I don't because I don't know if they cover, but I think they win. And then that might be like you know win by two, win by whatever, but that's fine. But at the end of the day, the reality is I think Florida State wins because I think they galvanize and they they find a way to to cobble it together. But the next week against Louisville. That's going to be the question mark because whew, Louisville, now that they've got the Conley kid and they're finding ways to create plays from the quarterback position, I think Louisville is one of the more interesting teams in the country. And really, like they're on the outside, they're knocking on the door. Iowa, Nebraska, over or under 26 and a half? Oh, good <laughs> grief. Oh, why'd you do this to me? <laughs> I knew I knew somebody had something up their, you had something up your sleeve. Somebody had something up their sleeve, and this is the one. 26 and a half. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go under. Oh my I mean, god. I'll go under. I mean, I, I I truly thought that Iowa might win that game two to nothing this past weekend. I was like, oh wow, oh man, yeah. Done. It's over. Let's go. Yep. And slowly the points built up. But I think at the end of the day, being realistic, I think the under makes sense because when I look at 26, 26 to me, that's, that's, what is it? Is that three? That's three, three, that's six touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. You think these teams are going to score no, six touchdowns? No, it's, it's four. 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 <laughs> four. Yeah. Okay. Three to four. Good. Three. Yeah. My math is bad. Listen, I, so that's four, four touchdowns. Two apiece? You yeah. think they're going to get two apiece? No, they're not going to get two touchdowns apiece. It's not going to happen. I'm going was, under. Yeah, I mean, 15, this week at 15-13, it was like, that would be over yeah. that number. Just barely. <laughs> what do we watch? Just barely. So, yeah, I'm, that's where I'm looking at is like, do I think both of these teams are going to score two touchdowns? No, absolutely not. I think one team might score two and the other team will score one. It'll probably score one late, maybe a field goal, maybe two field goals. But at the end of the day, I'm going under. I, I just, I don't, who can trust these guys to score points? How can you put your faith right. in them scoring points? Listen, something tells me Chef Felder isn't putting out any canned cranberry sauce. I got to sneak in a Thanksgiving question. Give us your one seed at Thanksgiving. What's on the okay, table? So what's what's number I, one? I'm already starting. So here's what here's what I got. Let me let me. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! That's the menu. Got notebooks. That's the menu. Yeah, it's that's research. the menu. Oh, so I see turkey. I have everything. Yeah, so turkey's the main. I love turkey, fried turkey, baby. We from the south. We fry our birds. I already picked up the grease. I'm frying those birds. Let's get yes. I just saw that. Let's go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. I we southerners have to stick together. There we go. And I got to, so I got to get them injected tonight. And I, I inject them with like a little bourbon butter, uh, with a little spicy bourbon butter. No problem. Next up, we got the mashed potatoes. 
Got to do the mashed potatoes with a little bit of garlics and chives. We got to do giblet gravy that goes on there, though. Then you throw in the mac and cheese, mac and cheese. Not going to lie. I sneak in a little Velveeta just to keep it a little more creamy. But I start with that bechamel, baby, that bechamel. And then you throw in, (laughs) we got to do collards. We go collards. And then we go rolls, homemade rolls, grilled corn, uh, grilled cream corn. Like just a shout out to my grandma who used to Mm. always do cream corn. But I like to grill it and then cream that corn with a little bit of cheddar and jalapeno. And then I got stuffing. The stuffing is going to be cornbread stuffing. I already made the cornbread. You know, you got to let that stuff get a little bit stale. And then you add the stock to it. I already made stock last week, so we're good to go on Mm -hmm. that. And then um, dessert, I'm doing a red velvet cake. And I'm going to try, I'm trying these new red velvet cake bars. This is unfair. This is unfair. What would it take to fly you out to Los Angeles to cater my party? (laughs) Hey, man, you, you oh. put a price on it. <laughs> Everybody's got a price. It's, it's a million-dollar well, man. Let's negotiate after the show days. here because this sounds but so no, incredible. I, this is my favorite holiday of the year. This is my favorite holiday of the year. I yeah. love doing it. I love putting food out for people that I care about. I'm cooking three turkeys, so I'm, I'm, I'm baking. Oh, I'm, man. I'm, I'm frying three birds. I got a fried bird for my friend's uh, mom, who she's like, I don't want to get my Aww. kitchen dirty. I'll fry a bird for her, and then I fry two birds. And this is a pro tip. If you fry a bird, have that bird out, because everybody want to try it. But you don't want them trying the bird that you present at the actual dinner. So you fry a bird, for you fry a picking bird, and then you fry your other bird that's your serving bird, your carving bird. And that's what we do. And so that's how I rock and roll. Like I, I take this, uh, I take Thanksgiving very seriously. This is my go-to. It's my favorite holiday. I got to get the collars washed. We go on collars with stock, and we're doing turkey necks, and uh, and we're doing thighs instead of wings in the in the collars because uh-huh. thighs got a little bit more meat on them. They're gonna break up. They're gonna taste mm-hmm. really good. And I don't yeah. do ham hocks because my aunt don't eat pork, so we're ready to rock and roll. What, okay. We've been hearing more and more of this every year. What do you think about the people that are out on turkey completely? Like they're willing to do anything but turkey. So what I think is they don't, they're not athletes. Um, and by that, what I'm saying is if you don't practice, how can you be good on game day? Right. If you don't practice, how can you be good on game day? If you cook Turkey one time a year or whoever it is cooks Turkey one time a year, how do you expect that Turkey to be good? We cook Turkey year round here. Okay. Whether it's thighs, breast, whatever we cook Turkey year round, summertime, Turkey, wintertime, Turkey, springtime we cook turkey year round we have turkey wings on a thursday like let's go so the problem for them is they're not athletes they're not athletes if you don't want to be an athlete that's fine that's fine go get go pick up your little honey baked ham or whatever you want to do go get your pre-made whole whole foods whatever but if you want to be an athlete you got to answer the bell and if you don't want to answer the bell that's okay because you we i'm built different i cook turkey year round so that I'm ready for this. I cooked a turkey three weeks ago so that I could make stock. Okay. I got tur- I got a turkey carcass in my freezer because I got to make more stock today. <laughs> so I'm ready to rock and roll. If you don't want to rock and roll, that's okay. Don't play music with me. But at the end of the day, the reality of it is, is if your turkey's bad, no, you're bad. Okay. So <laughs> This is incredible. Yo, drop the mic. 
Oh, oh, right. That one. Five star Michelin chef Michael Felder. Oh, by the way, he analyzes college football as well. You can check that out at In the Bleachers. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for your time. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Hope it is a wonderful and special one. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our plays for rivalry week in college football. That's right here on the BetQL Network.